rubbing on that Italian leather, them convict jeans on. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cheer. Uh, get it in till the sunrise. Going hey. 90 in a 65. Hey. Windows roll down, screaming now. Number one hustler, getting money. Hey. Why you wanna count my money? Hey. I'm a hustler, no need man, one of y'all, you see? Fellas, 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 welcome back to that all day parlay podcast, baby. T-Tap, it's been a week. Hey, all I'm going to say is new year, same boys. Back in the saddle, and it feels better than ever. I know we took the week off. I was on vacay out west with the family, just couldn't get the timing right. It was probably good for the boys to take a week break, kind of reset the mojo, get you guys kind of, hey, are they leaving? Are they not leaving? No, we're back. 2023, kicking off strong. We're week staying. one of 2023, we're back in the saddle. Feels incredible. Feels incredible, Tyson, to be back. I love it. But I say it's it's been a hell of a couple of weeks of sports. Um, been a lot of football that we we need to talk about and discuss. Been a lot of you know not too much basketball, but we're starting to get there. Starting to get I guess we can go ahead and just start this off with. We're only doing we're only doing one, but let's start this off with our hot take. Got to get into the hot takes. Also, boys, remember, still looking for a name. Right now, we're just calling calling it hot takes, which is so lame. We need a name for the segment, but we want you guys to pick it, not us. So also, I feel in. like I feel like after the whole uh, Monday night Bills Bengals game, we can't go with Skip Bayless segment. <laughs> we, can't. we just can't, yeah, do, no, it. We can't, can't do it. We're ex- we're exiting that one out. Um, that, one, all right. that one's out of the rotation, but you guys let us know. Let us know what you guys want this segment to be called open to anything. But Tyson, yeah, well, let, hey, let me hey, hear. Hey, what, what we'll do with this is with the question down at the bottom of this podcast, we'll make that the question is what do you think this section should be called? Good. But okay, like, so, so my hot take, it's I don't know if it's necessarily that hot. Um, but I I think CJ Stroud's gonna be the number one overall pick. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce uh, Young, so Bryce, I think, I mean, I think Bryce is the best player. Obviously, I've got some bias with that. But after the way Stroud looked against Georgia, showing that he's actually able to move around in the pocket and not just stand there and be a statue, plus he's 6'4 with a cannon of an arm, I think he's going to be the number one overall pick. Bryce Young is the odds favorite. I think Stroud is two. I would probably take the Stroud on that. Okay. He, he's going he's gonna to make some great, you know, pro day throws, like the Zach Wilson pro day throws. Um, I think Stroud's going to be number one pick. That's what I'm I going mean, with. You're, are you seriously putting Stroud over Levis? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, oh, first of all, whoever takes Will Levis, we are bashing the fuck out of them on Twitter. Because you don't go oh. top five. It'll happen. Yeah, he'll be the he'll be top third. He'll be the top three and the quarterback's taken. It's going to be insane, but, but we'll get oh, yeah. to that a little later. Um, so that's what I'm rocking with is the hot take. That's my okay, I like that. I like that. That is that's uh, it, it's gonna be close. So I like that hot take. Yeah. Um, What's your ears? T Tap's hot take is that bowl games are back, baby. Bowl games are so back in a year that everyone was talking about the playoff expansion and that bowl games don't matter and that we need a twelve team playoff. There were nineteen games decided in the final two minutes. So there's nineteen one possession games this year in bowl games. So. With that, I will say that bowl games are back. Like, they never freaking left. Okay. And I don't know if they ever should now. I don't know if we should go to a 12-team play. I, I want it to be a 12-team playoff. But well, after the bowl games doing this it. year, it's already they, were, they were insane. I mean, they, the bowl games were – that was incredible. Like, once you got through the first – we kind of talked about it two weeks ago. Once you got through the first, like, 
five bowl games, five days yeah. of bowl games. I mean, from the 20th on, it was incredible. Every really night, was. every day there was a game that was insane. So, the, so the, bowl only games suck, the only thing that I hate about those bowl games is like, I'll be sitting at work on a Wednesday, one o'clock will roll around and my, like, my phone will be blown up. Like, oh my God, did you guys see that? I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? It's the middle of the day on a Wednesday. And it's just, yeah. you know, some random bowl game that's just insane. Yeah, you you got to take off. I'm I'm such an advocate for taking off the 26th through the 30th. You just you yeah. just got to take that off. Got to reset. Too good of a yeah, too good of a time of year. You get the full reset with the holidays. You get bowl games on. You have college basketball, it, conference plays starting usually around the mid you know 28th something like that. So I just think that week in it's honestly everyone in the United States should get off between christmas and new year's there's no reason to work the people that, the people that are working anyway they you're not gonna do shit that week anyways i mean you're literally just sitting there waiting to new year's so you can get hammered for new year's That's yeah and it. so and so many people are off too like especially like yeah. people with families like they'll go ahead and travel for christmas and then they're doing something for new year's so they just take that whole week off because they're traveling to see like you know they're maybe they're the uncle's hosting something and then they have to go see grandparents and they have to go to their other their spouse's parents and like by the time you get done traveling they take off anyways and so yeah. i just think they should just mandatory once it hits the 23rd you're off until the, you know the second that should hey, just be let's 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 try to get a, a worldwide petition going the from the 23rd to about the second or third just get off of work yeah. let's just nobody work let's everybody enjoy life easy that's yeah. nice, nice a little break for everybody that's that's what it should be it should be it should be for well, sure well hey okay well with your hot take we can just go ahead and relay that into let's talk about these college football playoff games that happened this past Saturday. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you my, I'll give you my points and then, and then you can, you can go off. You can tell me what you thought. Okay. So, so here's my few points. One best games of the college football playoff. Not even close. So far. Not like even close. Not, yep. Usually you get, usually you get one decent game and then one of them not so decent. Like you get a good two, three game and the one four mm -hmm. is, is terrible. Last year, both of them were blowouts this year incredible the best incredible. day of football you could have asked for for a college football playoff yeah. um to to my second point going off of kind of what you said it was with your hot, hot take stroud impressed me for the first time this year so in my head it's him and bryce young and then a giant gap a huge yeah. gap um, in quarterbacks or in players in general in the draft in, in quarterbacks i'm just talking okay. quarterbacks it's him and okay. bryce young and then i think there's a giant there's a giant gap um but i will say um, and shout out to C Black called me out on Twitter when I made a tweet about Stroud. Called me out, so shout out to C Black. Um, but I think Stetson deserves the same chance as Mac Jones in the NFL. I'm not saying he will end up to have the same career and start as Mac Jones did. I mean, Mac Jones was like an All-Pro or a Pro Bowl alternate, you know, his first year. So I'm not saying he will end up to have the success Mac Jones has had, but. I do think winning matters, and I would still draft Stetson over more most QBs. Like literally, besides Young Stroud and Hendon Hooker this year, I would draft Stetson. Yeah. I, would, I would give him a shot. Like if you're going to draft a quarterback in the late first round, if that's your idea, get someone who's going to yeah. win two natties. Like let me get let me give you a counterpoint on that too. Okay. So with with Mac Mac, first of all, he he had a receiver win the Heisman the year that he was quarterback. And he had Jalen Waddle too. So Mac had better weapons than what Stetson has for sure. For and sure. I do think I think Stetson would be a a great, I mean, at, at the very, very worst, a great backup in the NFL because he's going to be willing to learn. He's proven that he makes, you know, rational decisions. He's not going to go out there and try to make a play every single play. 
But the thing I think that hurts Stetson in the draft is that they don't is that Georgia doesn't run the offense that NFL scouts, you know, ooh and ah over for a quarterback. Like he's not yeah. sitting there dropping back and throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game in a spread offense. They he he works a lot off of the play action. So I, I'd agree with you on that point. I think Stetson could be a very, very serviceable NFL quarterback. But yeah, I just I, I think I think I, their, their offensive scheme is not great in the eyes of NFL scouts. Not saying it's not a good scheme, because obviously it is. I mean, they're about to win back-to-back natties, I think. But I just think scouts, you know, give them a little nick on that one. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean Stetson, I mean, Stetson, you know, has a great offensive line. You know, he does have good weapons. Like, those wide receivers are all, you know, above three stars. And then you, you have one of the best tight ends in college football. So he does have – and they have a good run game. So he, he has everything set up for him to be good. But I do think, you know – it's not like he's holding like he is he is increasing how good Georgia is. Like Stetson is an asset to Georgia. He doesn't turn it over right. and he throws it where the ball's supposed to. He makes great decisions and he like I mean you saw on Saturday he leads a comeback. They didn't run the ball to get back in the game. They didn't throw screen passes. Stetson was airing it out. Like it's not like they were giving him 5 yard outs and the wide receivers were doing all the work. Stetson was carrying the load. He was making the plays. So I, I just think his, I think he deserves a yeah. chance. I think his most impressive throw, like if you just walk, look back and look at the highlights, that last throw to go up for what was it, forty-two, forty-one to eighty yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, he he threw it to eighty Mitchell in that corner of the end zone before he even made like eighty was making a move the other way, and Stetson already had the ball thrown and it you know hit him right in stride perfectly. If you look yeah. back at that throw and see the end zone angle of that, you see how impressive that throw was. Like Stetson yeah. made some fucking plays. Yeah, he does. In his in his stats, like when you compare him to Mac Jones, like his stats are a little skewed. Um, not just with Mac Jones, but with some others, because a lot of the times in the second half this year, George has been running the ball. So his pass attempts are his pass attempts are a ton lower than other quarterbacks. So you have to watch that when you start comparing stats. Because if you look at his right. attempts, they're gonna be way lower than other people. Well, that's why um, if you even look at the stats of that game against Ohio State, Stetson had just as good a stats as Stroud. He just didn't throw the ball as much. So people are like, oh, my God, Stroud played so great. And people aren't saying that about Stetson. But if you look at their stats of that game, Stetson had a great fucking game that nobody talks about. Yeah, he did. He had a great game. He had a great game. Yeah. Um, and so and so my last my last point about the playoff review is, you know, you have, you know, my hot take was bull games are back. And then you have this great college football playoff. And so my question is, is the new portal working? Because it seems like we're getting more competitive football. Yeah, but that's I hate the portal. Games. Yeah, no, I hate the portal. I, I don't like the portal at all. But now I'm starting to kind of be like, okay, we've had more a more competitive year this year. Late in the late season, we've had more competitiveness than we've ever had before with bowl games and the college football playoff, you know, in the in the last four or five years. And this is kind of the first year the portal has taken effect. Is the portal good for the game? Dude, I, that's an interesting thought. I don't know. Um also, Sam House transferred to Notre Dame happened about an hour ago. But, Did it? Did it really? Yeah. But, Gosh. But, uh, not Sam, Sam Hartman, not Sam Sam Hartman, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. But, um, so uh, that's an interesting point. I hadn't even really thought about that. I don't know if you could say that because the whole, like, the season as a total didn't really work out that way. But I think a lot of the reason for the bowl games being great have to do with a lot of NFL talent didn't necessarily opt out like they normally do. 
Yeah, that's true. It's true. Because I think a lot of players were were playing, trying to make themselves more money. Yeah. And so I think that has a lot to do with why the bowl games, especially the big bowl games, were so good too. Like, like yeah, like Alabama huge. not didn't have a single you know player set out that was going to the NFL. That's that's right. huge. Right. And you then, know, it's like, not going to send anyone out. So. Right. And so, like, it, it makes the games just like like it it because normally when you have bowl games like that, like let's say Bryce and. Will Anderson and, you know, all those however many players we had go to the draft sat out, the game wouldn't have been near as fun to watch because you don't know anybody that's playing in it. And it's, it's not the the team that season. It's the team you're looking forward to for the next year. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, no. that's why yeah, I think that has a lot to do with why some of the bowl games were a lot better than people anticipated. Yeah. Let's just, let's just parlay that into a little bit of a bowl game review. Okay, I'll okay. give you one question. Not including the playoff, exclude the, the two playoff games. What do you think was the best bowl game to watch? Not including the playoff games, the best bowl game to watch. Gosh, that's that's close. That's close. I, I have I have two that I enjoy watching. I'm gonna go with, but I'm gonna go with Oregon versus North Carolina was my favorite one to watch. That's what I'm Great gonna go game. with. Had to had to be your boy. I was about to say I figured you wouldn't pick against your guys, but the Tulane USC game was fucking incredible. So that was that was my that was the one I was deciding between. The reason I didn't pick that game is because at one point USC was like up fifteen. So yeah. like at one point of that game, you could have been like, okay, I'm not watching this. Also, the biggest safety of all time happened in that game. They don't get that safety. I don't think Tulane wins that game. Dude, what was the U.S. or sorry, yeah, what was the USC guy thinking? The ball is gonna bounce at the one yard line. It's either gonna bounce in the end zone or it's gonna bounce out of bounds. Just, yeah. just stay away from it and let it bounce. I I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. A lot, a lot of times, like especially in college, when a punt's coming, a lot of players just don't know what to do. Like they're not thinking through. Oh, if the punt does this before the play, like oh, if the punt does this, what do I do here? Like they're just reacting. Yeah, it was like, that was so stupid. That was literally so stupid. Was a hell was a hell of a game though. Also, yeah, you're welcome. Was. Hey, you're welcome for that two lane money line bet. I know you didn't follow it, but that two lane money line bet. No cash. No, I had, I had USC money line, but it didn't matter because I had Utah also. So I wasn't. I wasn't at the end of the day. Oh, I wasn't yeah. upset because yeah, so the Utah game wasn't. I mean, yeah, I didn't care about the USC game. But yeah, that care. sucked too because I think if Utah's quarterback doesn't get hurt, that's a lot better game than what it turned up to be. Yeah, and he got hurt last year in the Rose Bowl, which is why I thought he'd come out this year, well, one, and yep. not get hurt, but two, also be, you know, hyped up for the game, which he was. He looked good in the first, in the first part of the game. What, yep. other, what other thoughts did you have on bowl games? Um, the first one, well, I just wanted to go ahead and apologize to everybody who took Illinois plus three and a half against Mississippi State <laughs> because that may be the worst beat of all time. Like the dude catches the you know the lateral or whatever, and he's yeah, sixty yeah. yards away. He could just go down ball game. You you cash your bet, but he took it sixty yards to the house. And first of all, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. But but but, but spin also, zone though. If you if you bet on Illinois in that game, yeah, go fuck yeah. yourself. I was like, gonna you say had, screw you if you bet against yes. the pirate right there. Like you had on. to. Yeah, but I say so. That was a great cover for. I, I mean, I didn't look at what percentage of the bets were on. Mississippi State spread, but it had to be around 70 to 80 percent just because yeah, of the whole Mike Leach thing. Who who in their right mind could actually bet on Illinois in that game? Like you either bet on Mississippi State or you stay away from it. Like or you, you just don't bet. bet. Illinois, yeah. Like you like something's wrong with you. You're not a yeah. college football guy. I agree. So 
So that was my favorite game betting wise, only because you had to hammer the, the three and a half. You had to hammer it. So I yeah. absolutely love that. Shout out to the pirate. RIP to the pirate. Um, yeah, that sucked. Mike Leach was the man. Best interviewer of all time. Yeah, they showed a bunch of clips just over the last, like around that bowl game time. They're just showing a bunch of like highlights from his career. Um, so that was cool to see. That was cool to yeah, see. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, here, um, let's hear it. I was going to say, here's what I had for the bowl game review. I, I had three points. So one, I'm loving Oklahoma going into next year. I'm <laughs> loving Oklahoma going into next year. This happens every fucking year. First, They're going to screw first year, First year head coach goes into the bowl game and loses to Florida State by three. The almighty Florida State, who was so, supposed to be one of the hottest teams in the nation. Oklahoma, when they had their fully healthy team, has actually had a really good record this year. I think they had two or three losses when they actually had their starting quarterback play the whole game. So – Going into next year, they're going to get a lot of – I know they're going to get good recruits. They're probably going to pick up some transfer portal guys, who I think they already have on defense. And I'm just – Oklahoma's going to be back. Oklahoma's going to be back. I'm, I'm all about in back on Oklahoma after watching that bowl game. I'm all back in. Um, my second point, Oregon versus North Carolina, which we talked about. North Carolina falls by one. But, again – we kind of started to we kind of started to hesitate on Drake May a little bit late in the season. Count me back in. I'm all the way back on Drake May, aka Mr. Dimes, aka who's your daddy. The kid is back. Drake May will be a Heisman front runner next year, obviously, because everyone knows about him now. But I love watching that kid play and I was excited to see that. And then you you talked about it again. Did you see that USC game? The reason I'm asking. Attention NFL GMs, tank for Caleb Williams. Absolutely tank for Caleb Williams because that dude, in the first half, I didn't watch the second half of that game until the end when you had to watch again because they blew that lead with that safety. But Caleb Williams in the first half of that game, he is insane. Like I think I think dude, he had like 270 passing yards at halftime. Dude, his arm is so freaking strong. Like yeah. he will be on one leg. And then just be like, oh, there's a guy open. And then he'll put it on a line 50 yards down the field. It hits his wide receivers in the hands, and they can't catch it because it literally is coming in so hot. Like, yeah. Caleb Williams is special. He'll be the consensus number one overall pick. He already is. Like, I don't – if you're an NFL GM and you're looking at your roster and you are going to be below 500 next year or around 500, just – Tank. T- like, take a rebuild. Take, trade a lot of your guys for draft picks and make sure you get the first draft pick for Caleb Williams. Go, you know, four and 14 next year or whatever. Be okay with that. Draft Caleb Williams, surround him with a great defense and one or two wide receivers, and you're going to be a playoff team the very next year. Hey, the, like, Colts, the Colts could trade, could do it. They've got a bunch of trade pieces, trade for a bunch of picks, just suck ass next year. Come back to your yeah, like, yeah, Colts. Go, Colts, go give, go give one, one guy a, a one year contract just to get you through next year and trade. You know, trade get Jonathan Taylor out of there. Get, he's he's injury prone. Get him out of there for some decent draft picks, um, and be ready to rebuild with Caleb Williams. That's hey, what I do. I've got I've got a question for you. It's way too okay. early, and okay. So who, if you had to bet right now on who's going to win the Heisman next year, and you can't say Caleb Williams or Drake May, can't say either of those two. Okay, who are you saying? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ewers from Texas has to be on there. And I'm gonna say there's gonna be a running back from okay. gosh, what is the running back? I can't think. I can't think. There's a school that has a running back that's 
younger that is uh, that's got to be up there. Michigan's running back is pretty high in the. the is odds. it Michigan? I thought I saw one more. Was I thought I saw maybe it's, it might be Utah's back or maybe it was US. There's some sort of back that's supposed to be on the Heisman watch too. Is it is it Ole Miss's running back? The kid that was a freshman this year. Oh no, but that's a good one. That's a good one. He won't win yeah. it though. I would not put money on that. But no. so if I had to bet right now, first of all, the like I I, I I'm gonna throw a bet on Brock Bowers just because he's so fucking good. But I don't think he'll get enough catches and yards to win it. Well, yeah, that's tough for a tight end, but maybe. right. My my dark horse to win it next year. This uh, it's it's completely like it, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's why we call it a dark horse. I think Kate Klubnik is going to win the Heisman next year. I hate. I think he's so overrated. I think he's so overrated. Yeah. The thing is, they don't fucking play anybody. Same thing with Caleb Williams this year. They don't play anybody. His stats yeah. are going to be ridiculous. Yeah, that's I, I true. Mean, but speaking of ACC not playing anyone, Sam Hartman transferring to Notre Dame also could be a dark horse on the Heisman. He very, yep, he absolutely could. Nobody's talked about that either. But see, it's really easy. Like when you're debating on dark horse Heismans, go to quarterback of a top 10 team. I mean, there you go. Because I don't think they'll give it to Caleb Williams again just because I don't know if there'll ever be another two time Heisman winner. Yeah. But I don't know. But hey, it's something to look out for. Also, also could look at whoever's going to replace Duggan last year because Duggan was not the starter at TCU at the start of this year. Right. The guy got hurt like one or two games in the season. So obviously that guy's good if he started over Duggan. But so, I also, with TCU, I think that their head coach might get hired and their offensive coordinator might get hired by somebody else. So that's They've why, only been there one year. They've only been exactly. there one year. Well, they just turned TCU into a national championship team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, That's so, true. so so I think somebody hires those two guys. They could, they could. So so that's why I was staying away from that. Well, speaking of that, hit me up with your natty preview. Okay, um, so right now the spread is twelve and a half. Ooh, it opened, at, okay. opened at fourteen and a half. People were hammering that. It's at twelve and a half right now. So okay, so let me just lay this out for you. This is the this is the way I bet on it. I think Georgia's going to win, but let me just lay this out. So before the season started, I put a pretty hefty bet on Bama to win the Natty. After they lost to LSU, I cashed that hefty bet out for $1.50. So, hey, at least I, I walked away with something. That same night, I put the exact same hefty bet on Georgia to win the Natty. So I need Georgia to win this game. But when the line opened up Sunday morning, I absolutely hammered the fuck out of TCU 14 and a half. So if Georgia wants to win this game by 10, I, like, I'll be the happiest person in the world. It'll be the greatest, greatest betting day of my life for sure. Yeah. But a little preview for it. This game's not going to be a, as big of a blowout as everybody thinks it is. I mean, this is the why, largest. Why? Why do, you, why, do you think that, why do you think that is? Because TCU has the type of offense that Georgia's defense will struggle with. A team that sits there and just slings the fucking rock. Like I, I mean, they couldn't stop Ohio State at all. I don't. I think Ohio State's coaching lost them that game. Now I think the coach is the only reason they were in it. But towards the end of the game, they got way too conservative. You're not gonna sit there and run it up Georgia's ass. It's not gonna happen. I think TCU's gonna. They're gonna because I mean they gotta empty the playbook. TCU has nothing to lose in this game. They weren't even supposed to be in the playoff, and now they're in the natty. All the pressure is on Georgia, and I think Stetson's gonna come out nervous. Just like he did at the beginning of the Ohio State game, 
just like he did in the Natty last year against Bama. I think Stetson's going to come out nervous, and TCU's going to get to an up to an early lead, maybe seven nothing, maybe fourteen nothing. But I think I do think TCU's going to come out hot. It's just can they withstand the hits and pressure that they're going to be getting every single play from that Georgia defense? Because Georgia's going to score. This game, I don't know what the over under is, but I guarantee you the over hits on it. With the over under sixty two and a half, yeah, I'm going to hammer that over. All right. Here's what I'll tell you. Okay. Georgia's covering 12 and a half, 13 and a half, whatever spread you want to put on it, Georgia's covering. So I rewatched, rewatched the Ohio State game. It was Pac-12 refs. There was so many missed holding calls, and they were bad, like really, really bad holding calls that were missed. Like if you check Twitter the next day and you type in holding or anything you want to type in and go look at it, the holding calls were atrociously bad. It's probably because, I mean, Pac-12, they don't – maybe they don't call holding out there. I'm not really sure because they just – offenses are going to score 50 every game, so they're just like, okay, whatever. But the holding calls were really, really bad. Second thing is Stroud – Stroud had the game of his life. Third thing, back to the holding, Stroud had all day to throw, which Duggan will not get because they're – you can't ref a game that bad from a holding perspective. Again, ACC refs are coming in. I don't know the stat on conference holding calls to another conference, no. but I just imagine that ACC is probably going to be a little bit better than the Pac-12 was on holding. So Duggan's not going to have all day. And I love I love Duggan. I really like Duggan. But he's not Stroud. And so he's going to have less time than Stroud, and he's not Stroud. And TCU, I don't think, has, an, has as much firepower as Ohio State. I think TCU obviously has uh, – Johnson. Johnston. Johnston's great, but I don't think they have the firepower that Ohio State has. Ohio State, the route running from Ohio State was insane. I was, literally just watching Marvin Harrison was so much fun because he was incredible route running. But yeah. they just they just don't – TCU doesn't have that firepower. There's going to be more holding calls. There's going to be more holding calls or Georgia's going to have more sacks. Either one is going to happen. And then it took Stroud the performance that it is going to raise his draft stock to, you know, should have beaten Georgia. Duggan's what not, makes you, what makes you Duggan's think that Duggan won't do that? But what makes you think that? Because I, I will say this. I do think TCU's offensive line is better than Ohio State's. Nobody gives TCU's offensive line any credit at all. TCU's I mean, physical as fuck. Yeah, they're very, they have very physical. They have, they have big guys, but they're just, dude, they're just, this is not, I see this game more of like a t the Tennessee type game than than, you know, TCU keeping it close. I think Georgia – I don't know if this game's close at all. I think I think Georgia might win this by 20, 20 points. I think if Georgia doesn't throw a single pass the whole game, they will. But they're not going to do that. Because if I, Michigan did throw a pass, Michigan would have beat TCU. I mean, first play of the game, they were at 80 no, no, yards. The problem, the problem with the Michigan game is Michigan is not a team that can come from behind. Their play style right. is just not they, – they can't do it. Like, if Michigan has a seven-point lead on you, you're losing the game. Like they, if they're up, if they're up fourteen to seven in the third quarter, you're not winning. Like Michigan right. with a lead in the second half, that's their style. Like they know how to win games. Like go look at like they're barely up to Ohio State, they're barely up to Penn State, and then they just beat the living crap out of them. Like but, Michigan but, is good with their. But they also screwed themselves getting down the game because they didn't run the fucking football. I mean, the first drive, the first play well, of the game, well, they, they stopped took taking it seventy points. yards. Yeah, and they didn't take points. It was dumb because they weren't taking the points that like they 
they had three field goal opportunities. I think they right. went for it twice and missed the field goal in the third. So they should With have the had worst nine Philly points. Special call I've ever seen. Yeah, I think they had. I think they should have had nine points before TCU even got on the board. I think it, maybe they would have nine and TCU would have seven. But there's there's nine points that were missing in the first yeah. you know twenty minutes of the game basically for Michigan. So that's what screwed them. hundred yeah, percent. Just, just not putting points up. That about to say I just I think this game. I mean, this is the biggest spread in national championship history. This is the largest spread. And I think there's good reason. I think there's good reason for it to be that spread. I think I think this is ugly. I just I think TCU, they know everybody's against them. Nobody's giving them a shot. They're gonna empty they're gonna run so many trick plays, it's gonna be hilarious. They're gonna empty every single thing at Georgia. And I think Ohio State gave you a blueprint on how to score and beat that Georgia team. Yeah, I think I think the difference I think the difference again, I think the difference between the Ohio State blueprint and the TCU blueprint is Stroud is rolling out to the right, stopping on a dime with 10 seconds to throw somehow, hitting a wide receiver back shorter opposite side of the field on a rope. I just I love Duggan. Yeah. That ball he's going to throw out of bounds. He's not going to hit But a, but a lot of receivers that Stroud was throwing to were wide the fuck open. They were wide open. Like it's That's, not like he was well, fitting because, them into tight windows all night. You go, again, because there's no pressure, and I and I truly believe there wasn't pressure because of the holding. Like it's every time Georgia blitzed, they sacked the crap out of Stroud. So and there's no way you stop Georgia's front four or five the entire game. It, there's no way you only sack someone with a blitz Georgia's D line. It's just not possible. It's I mean, not it's fair. There's also a lot of missed holding calls every single game. So I think no, there, you, can call on, you can call holding on every play, but like there, I think there was one or two holding calls the entire game, which is just hey, let the boys play. Go look at the videos; it was insane. Like there's, there also could be a factor to where they were like, like there was a higher up sent down to the refs, like hey, if it's iffy, let the boys play because you know you don't want it to be a flag fest. Yeah, no, I I agree, but it's I just think you're gonna have new refs. They probably, I would assume, they probably looked at the tape and there was probably a discussion. So, probably yeah it was it was outrageous even the stuff yeah. i've seen on twitter on some of the replays like it was actually i just don't even understand how you couldn't call it but again pac-12 compared to we were normally watching georgia and the sec it, they could ref games totally different so yeah so it'll be interesting to see i'm definitely looking forward to it yeah i'll be, be i'll be rocking full tcu gear well it's more important to you that georgia wins though it is but i'm not gonna cheer for them i mean i just think that they will it's just it was a, at the time it was a smart bet. Still think it's a smart bet. I'm not gonna cheer for him, no, but I'm glad I'm, I put the bet I'm in. I'm all, all in on the dogs. All in on the dogs. Yeah, you, well, you have to be. You don't have a choice. Yeah, I have to be. I have to be. <laughs> but I also have. I also my futures play that I made like uh, right when the 49ers got McCaffrey. I took Georgia to win the Natty parlayed with 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So first Ooh. leg of the parlay has got to hit Monday night before we start Ooh. worrying about the second part. I like that. Let's go. That was and that was some good odds. That was some good odds. All right, um, uh, all right. Let's just let's go ahead and just completely switch uh, what we're talking about right now. Let's let's hear a little insight on college basketball. T tap. There haven't been a lot of games the last couple weeks, but from what you've seen, let us know what's going on. All right. So here's here's what here's what I'll tell you. I got a few bullet points here. I'll just run through them, and then uh, and then I think you have a little SEC coverage you want to talk about. Um, so first point: Don't fall asleep on Creighton. Creighton was hot at the start of the year, and then we started to write them off. I'm warning you. They are not written off yet. They got a big game against UConn this weekend. It'll tell a lot about who they are. If they play that game close, I would get back on the Creighton train and start watching them a little more. If they get blown out by UConn, 
okay, get your pen ready. Um, but also staying in this conference, keep an eye on Xavier. Xavier could be an at-large sleeper. Um, they've had a lot of close games, and they've actually had some really good wins. They snuck into like the top 20, I think, right now. Um, I think eventually they'll fall out of the top 20 because their conference is tough, but I do think they get an at-large at bid. So I would watch them as a sleeper. They, uh, I think they got a good, solid, solid team to make a little bit of a run. Kentucky is exactly what I thought and what I've been telling y'all that they are all year long. Fade God, fade God, fade God. They aren't top tier. They just aren't top tier. This weekend, Alabama plays at home against Kentucky. I don't care what the spread is. Alabama covers at home on Saturday. Illinois versus Wisconsin, also this Saturday. I'm not out on Illinois yet. Um, I was high on them at the start of the year when we started about, talking about college basketball. They've had some ups and downs throughout the season, some bad losses, some good wins. They're kind of all over the place. The thing about Illinois, though, is that if they can hang on the rest of the season, they are, they are not a team you want to play when it gets to a tournament. So conference tournament, NCAA tournament, they're one of those teams to where they'll have three games in a row where they just shoot it you know, 50% from three and have guys go off for 30 points. So they're, they're a team that you do not want to play when it comes to a tournament because all they have to do, they have the talent to put together three good games in a row, and when they do, they're hard to stop, really hard to stop. It's time to lock in to Big 12 play. So there's a lot of moving parts there in the Big 12 for basketball. They have a lot of teams ranked right now. I'm sure a lot of those teams will fall out by the end of the year, but right now it's interesting to watch. This weekend you have Iowa State versus TCU, both ranked in the top 25. Um, I don't believe really in either of those teams. I also haven't watched them play, so I'm not sure yet. You also have some other teams like Baylor. Baylor's always going to be relevant because they have such good guards every year. I don't think Baylor makes a huge tournament run. They could make a slight one, but keep your eye on Baylor because they're always they're not relevant right now. Um, they weren't relevant earlier this season because they had a lot of losses early on. But keep an eye on Baylor um, and keep an eye on the Big 12 in, in total because they'll produce a couple good teams. Um, this more on this weekend. Arkansas plays Auburn Saturday night. Arkansas covers at Auburn this weekend. I don't care what the spread is. Vegas will probably get Auburn the benefit of the doubt being at home, and, and that'll notch Arkansas's spread down. Well, Auburn just losing to Georgia might might hurt that spread for Auburn's side. It, it might, but with basketball, it doesn't it doesn't as much just because there's so many games that like okay. you know Kansas is going to drop a game to Kansas State. You know, an unranked yeah. team. Kansas will drop a game at Oklahoma on a Saturday night. You know, something like that will happen to where you know. It's not college football. You have to be perfect. College basketball, you can have five or six losses and be the number three team in the nation. Um, so it's a. I don't think Vegas will. It won't hurt Auburn as much. I don't think, but Vegas is going to start catching on to Auburn because every single big game, almost every single big game they've had this year, they've lost. So Vegas will catch on that Auburn is not good at some point. Um, but I do think Arkansas covers at Auburn this weekend. And then my last point about college basketball again this weekend: Kansas plays at West Virginia. A lot of people would think this is a trap game for Kansas. I think Kansas's trap game was on Tuesday night, I believe it was. It might have been Wednesday night, but I believe it was Tuesday night of this week. And they snuck out with a win after being down a lot of the game. So I think Kansas, again, is back on track and takes care of business at West Virginia. Whatever that spread is, I'm going to put Kansas Hammer to cover it. Yeah. Right. I'll follow that. I mean, hell, college basketball, I trust you with everything like that. Um the only real take I have, so I don't really start watching that much college basketball until it gets to conference play. But one thing I have noticed is I think Missouri is really, really fucking good. Now, I can't name you a player they have, but I've watched them play a couple times. They might be my dark horse to win the SEC. I mean, the SEC is deep, and the, the gauntlet of the SEC schedule sucks. 
but Missouri looks really fucking good. So yeah. I keep an eye out for Missouri, um, you know, especially when it comes tournament time. Maybe look at putting a little SEC future on them. I don't know what their odds are right now, but they've got to be pretty good with Tennessee, Bama, and Arkansas probably having the top three spots. But just watch out for Missouri. The boys are going to get yeah. hot. Yeah, Missouri, Missouri's been taking taking care of the games. That, like, they're not losing random Tuesday night games. Like, they're, right. they're taking care of um, games they're supposed to win. SEC right now has Kansas at – I mean, sorry, Missouri, sorry – Missouri at plus 3,000. Missouri's at plus 3,000 to win the SEC behind LSU, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee's at the favorite at plus 160. Yep. I wouldn't take that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't yeah. take LSU at plus 1,500. I wouldn't take Kentucky at plus 450. I think there's an argument for Alabama at plus 210, argument for Arkansas at plus 650. I actually think that's a great argument at Arkansas plus 650. Great argument. Then Missouri at plus 3,000, no reason not to. I mean, yeah, they haven't I mean, looked good, so there's no reason yeah. not. Th throw down a little bet right now. Get that bet in. I mean, a little $10. Can't hurt. Just depends on if the boys get A couple McDoubles. A few McDoubles. A couple <laughs> McDoubles. Yeah. But I say that, that dollar menu turned into a $5 menu real fucking quick. <laughs> um, all right. So there's our college basketball. Let's uh, fire it up for those games this weekend. Let's move on into NFL. Um, let's just start it off with if you had to make a bet right now. I know you already made one of the Niners. If you have to take one team against the field right now, who are you taking? Right now. Right now. Still the, still the 49ers. Still the, still still the 49ers. You think Brock Purdy's going to be able to get it done? Yeah, and I'm looking at, for some reason, the uh, Super Bowl outright betting is down on FanDuel right now. I'm trying to look at it to see what odds are good, and it's all locked, it says. Um, I got, oh, they damn sure are. Yeah, so I don't know. Something must be going on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still on the 49ers. Um, my this is my predict. I'll give you my Super Bowl prediction. I think Bengals make it out of the AFC. 49ers make it out of the NFC. I think it's a 49ers versus Bengals Super Bowl with a 49ers win. Okay, I'm sorry. Say that again. I think it's a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl with a 49ers Ooh. win. So the Bengals get there again and lose again. I think the Bengals beat the Bills to get there. Ooh. Um, I think Bengals beat the Bills, and I go back and forth on that game a lot, the Bengals-Bills game, to see who I would like better. But if the Bengals find a way to score last, they win. And I think, I think they'll be smart enough to do that. Because what happens yeah. in these Bills games is, you know, they play a team like the Jets or something, and the Jets score with two minutes left and then give the Bills the ball back. You're not winning. If if Josh Allen has the ball and he can score, it, even if it's not 50 seconds or less, even if it's 50 seconds, honestly, he might still win. But, like, you have to be smart. Like, you have to be the one controlling the time at the end of the game. And so I think oh, yeah. the Bengals are smart enough and have, you know, a, a team that's structured well enough to be able to do that. So that's what I think. I think they might beat the Bills. You know, if they, if they control the time, they beat the Bills and move on to the Super Bowl, play the 49ers. 49ers win. Um, and then there's a bunch of drama in the offseason for the quarterbacks. There, there you go. Let's say my pick. So before this week, I was going to hammer the Chiefs. Absolutely hammer them. Now after this week, I think the Bills are going to win it. This All this stuff happened this week with, with DeMar Hamlin. The boys are going to be playing for him all year. I mean, you know when you've got that little something extra on your side that other teams don't have, didn't have to go through? Like it helps you accelerate, like, you know, like 
the Mississippi State with Mike Leach, like Mike Leach just passed away, take Mississippi State. That's what I'm thinking right here is and all this has happened this week with DeMar Hamlin. The Bills are going to fucking rally, and the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't yeah, know if everybody's picked before the year, but it, this is going to accelerate. The Bills are going to be a fucking juggernaut in these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, tough, tough situations, tough conversations, build relationships, and so the the best relationships you have, the strongest relationships you have, are going to be the the toughest conversations you have. You'll have with those people. The toughest situations you go through, those are going to be your strongest relationships. So you're right. I think the locker room and the Bills. You know, yeah. right now they might be damaged, but yeah, two weeks from now, that Bills locker room, that knit of guys is going to be a lot tighter than a typical NFL locker room. So I do think that they have that on their side. I also like your take here because I've said it before. I think the chief, what we're seeing from the Chiefs is the Chiefs. I don't, yeah. the Chiefs don't have a second gear this year. They're playing their hearts out every week. Mahomes is doing insane things every week, yeah. and, I, and they can't get much better. I think sometimes when we see from the Bills, they have another gear. When they have to be yeah. like, shoot, we should step it up and win this game, they go win the game in the fourth quarter. So I don't – I think the Chiefs are tapped out. I think the Bills will – like when the – like the Chiefs play the Eagles, like they don't have another gear to get – if they're down in the fourth quarter by, you know, one or two scores, they don't have a gear. That's it. They're done. You know, that's Bills – Hey, that's bold to say about Patrick Mahomes now. Well, I'm just saying it's just their team. Like the Chiefs don't have – that one, the Chiefs – if, if – if uh, the Eagles have the ball up two touchdowns, do you think the Chiefs can get enough stops to get no, them the ball uh, back? Yeah, exactly. I, I so that, like the, the Bills, I think the Bills have a have a different level they can play to in big games like that. Whereas I think the Chiefs, what you see every week is they're playing their hearts out. Like that is them yeah. every week. Yeah. But I think the Bills, like they kind of lallygag along until they're like, okay, guys, we have to win, and then they what, go you, win. You're gonna see. I think the the absence of Tyreek Hill from that Chiefs offense is really gonna come to the forefront. It, when they either they play the Bengals or the Bills in the AFC, whoever they play, we'll f- figure out the seeding this weekend. But I think it'll really come to the forefront them not having that over the top speed guy who can they can you know run three plays, score a touchdown. Yeah, you so, know what's so also I think that's really gonna hurt. You know what's tough about the NFL, like when you watch the regular season of the NFL and then start talking about the playoffs, is dude every year in the NFL, every week in the NFL, there's like a hundred guys injured, not pl- yeah. not, not playing. Like, dude, yeah. the Chiefs, I don't. E- I can't even remember the last time I saw them have all their wide receivers on the field. It might have been last weekend. I didn't watch them. But it's like, going to be this weekend. They just activated Michael like Hartman I, today. Yeah, like, I feel like you all, with the Chiefs, they always have, like, no. two random guys on IR. And I'm like, I can't even keep up with who's number seven. Like, I've never seen this guy. And then next thing you know, uh, Juju's catching a ball. And you're like, where did he come from? You're like, where? Yeah. he's been out for th- six weeks. Where did he come from? And so yeah. I just feel like. The NFL, it's so hard because you forget about players because no one's healthy all at once until the playoffs. Yep. All right. I say, well, hey, there's our picks right there. Let's go ahead and get into our NFL tees for the weekend. Yeah, we're going to do a six-point tees, boys, this weekend. We're going to pick seven NFL teams, six-point tees. Obviously, we're going to money line the Titans because that's what we do, baby. I'm just kidding. No, we're, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, we're not doing that. <laughs> all right. Not what's all. your uh, What's your seven? Um. My favorite seven, you're not going to like this one. I've got the Jags. You can get that minus a half a point yeah, against, against the tits. Dude, I'm taking that every day of the week. I'm going to take the Browns plus it's two and a half. Plus two and a half, you can get that eight and a half. I think those games in that division when you aren't playing the Bengals will just always be close. Um, I, I want to bet on this game, but I don't know because they're both fighting for the number one pick. But I do like the Texans plus eight and a half at the Colts. The Colts are just there. I mean, they're, they're so fucking bad. 
Um, I like you the, pa- the Texans plus eight and a half. Yeah, you can get the Texans plus eight and a half. I like the Panthers plus nine and a half at the Saints. Those teams aren't really playing for anything. I think the Panthers are better than the Saints. So I'll take the nine and a half. I like the Vikings. You can get a minus one and a half at the Bears. The Bears are starting Nathan Peterman. The Bears are fi- trying to fight for that number one overall pick. <laughs> I'm just taking the Vikings of that. Don't think the Vikings are good, but I'm taking it. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals minus one. They're at home against the Ravens. Lamar's still not playing. The Bengals still have a shot at that one seed. So I think the Bengals are going to go all out for this. Now, taking this game strictly because it's a lot of points, I'm going to take the Giants plus 20 points against at the Eagles. They got blown out by the Eagles last time. Now, the Giants can't improve from the sixth seed. They've got the sixth seed locked up. The Eagles do have to win for that one seed. So that's the only thing that scares me is the Eagles are going to be playing a lot of their guys. Hurts is not playing, though. It's, it, for sure, he's not playing. It's been. I thought I, heard, I think I saw playing. that today on Sports Center that they're okay. he's very most likely. I think it was most likely. It may not be hundred percent sure, but they the report came out hurts most likely sitting out of Sunday's game to get okay. healthy. But yeah, I mean the Giants got blown out by the Eagles last time by I think twenty or thirty points, and I just don't think that Dayball's going to let them go in the playoffs getting blown out again. So I think he'll keep the game close, and you get this game at twenty points. On a tease, I'll take that every day. I don't give a shit who they're who's playing. It's NFL teams. Twenty points, give it to me. I like it. I like it. So you can put down Bengals, Bengals, Vikings, and Giants. I like. Let's so get the Vikings one and a half. Giants plus twenty. All right. Who else you got? So here's here's what else here's what else I had. And I might take this first one back. You might know more than me, but I have Bucks at home or Bucks at Atlanta plus eleven. See, so plus, I, 10, I, plus ten. Bucks are resting everybody. That's the only reason I. That's didn't what. That's what that. I didn't know because I didn't know if this game mattered for them or if they already took care of the Falcons. Yeah, well, they've they've already got the four seed locked up. They can't move up any spots. They can't move down any spots. They're okay, already that's in the what I was wondering. That's All their backups wondering. are playing. That's fine. That's fine. Um, okay, here's one. Bills minus one. I think this is kind of what, yeah, no, no, not against the Packers. Pats. Pats. Yeah, New England. Pats, yeah. Patriots, yeah. Because I just think this is, we talked about it, uniting the locker room. They have that game on Monday night. I, agree. I think in I Buffalo. Think I just don't see them going out and dropping a game to the Pats. Well, and too, if the Bills win, they get a chance at the one seed as well. So that they need to win. They're I not going to be they're wrestling playing, anybody. They're playing for two things, one seed and yep. their brother. Yep. I like that. I, I like that too. I'm, I'm locking that in. Um, one thing that I was against you on is I actually had Steelers plus the four and a half. Because I think the Steelers are at home. You know the boy is going to finish uh, above uh, 500. The guy Tomlin always yeah. finds a way to finish above Fair. 500. I think it's a close game, and if the Steelers do lose, it's like a last-second field goal. I don't think it's a see, blowout, but see, I could but, see the Steelers okay. being their last home game, going wild and score in like somehow beating the shit out of the Browns. The, the see the Steelers just don't score enough points for me, and so the only reason I wanted the Browns is because you get more points. I don't disagree with you; the Steelers are going to win, but I, I I think the Steelers are going to win by three, and so I just don't know if like, like in this game I just want as many points as possible, and that's getting the eight and a half from the Browns. But if the Steelers win this game, are because I think the Steelers are still in the hunt for a while. They right? are, but but they have to win, and they have to have the Dolphins, 
Patriots, and I think somebody else lose too. So that's what I'm saying. I think like I think this could be one, like a Pittsburgh where they come out and they're like Tomlin locks in for this game and it's like we're gonna do everything we can to win this game. And then you kind of see how you were talking about where TCU brings out all the gimmicks. I think this could be the Steelers all the gimmicks game to get try to make a push for the playoffs. Okay, fair spin zone though. The Browns don't have anything to lose. I mean, these dudes are playing for hopefully jobs next year. Like, they're playing for, you know, hopefully getting signed by maybe somebody else next year or getting an extension. And I think the Browns will come out more loose because they're already out of the playoffs. They don't have shit else to lose. So I think the Steelers will come out, you know, with their butthole a little bit tighter and they won't get going until the second half. And by that time, the, the Browns might have a little bit of lead. See, if this was like the Giants or the Vikings or someone like that, I would agree. But Tomlin... 16 years over 500 in a row. Tomlin, is, there's no buttholes being tight in Pittsburgh. Like these, okay. like we're talking, like Pittsburgh is not a buttholes tight team. Like Dolphins are butthole tight teams. Like Mike okay. McDaniel, that's, that's a fair. butthole tight guy. But like, let's, Steelers, let's put that on the back burner because okay. I don't, I don't hate it, but I just want as many points as possible in that game. Okay, and then my other one, um, well, I had two more that I was thinking about. So one is that the Packers. Yes. I like the Packers because, Same. like, Aaron Rodgers is out to, like, he's going to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers they're not, decided, they're, yeah, they're, not, they're not losing this game. I agree. Yeah, like, Aaron Rodgers decided midseason. He told the press, he said, he said, it, would sound, it seems like y'all are counting us out already. Like, there's still a lot of football to be played. And then, like, three weeks later, he said, how y'all feeling now or something like that. And now he's, yep. like, he's just on a tear right now. And so I just think the Packers win. I agree. I love that. I agree with that too. Is that all you have? No. Then the other one, which I did not love this one, but I just had it was um, the Raiders on the backside because it's a lot of points. I do too. It's a lot of points. And like they've, I've been seeing some interviews with Devontae Adams. Like the Raiders are in a decent headspace. Like, and Derek Carr is now fighting for a paycheck for next year. So like Derek, Derek Carr's Carr, not playing boss. He's not playing. Oh, he's not. Jarrett Stidham's playing again. Who no, did put up forty point or thirty something points against number one defense last week? Yeah, which he did play good. But I was gonna say because I did like the Raiders are gonna make major changes in the offseason. and it sounds like like Devonte Adams. It sounded like his mindset was like, I don't know what's gonna happen next year, but like I'm gonna do my best on Sunday. You know, like yeah. it's like I think the I think like the the guys are kind of like we don't know what's gonna happen in the offseason, but we're gonna earn some paychecks right here. Right. So I think the Raiders aren't going to get like beat by you know fourteen. I feel like they're going to play as hard as they can, like they did last week against 40, yeah. like no reason to play hard against Forty yeah. ers exactly. going to OT with them. And so. it's a prime time game. Everybody's been watching. It's the first game this weekend, Saturday four o'clock game. I don't hate that, but I think I like two more. And I want to hear why you don't want to take this game. Which the one? Jags? Why do you not want to take the Jags? I because I you just don't I have just, it in your heart to do it. I don't. I don't have it. I don't. What if I don't you have cheer it. for the Titans and we still take the Jags because it's the smart bet here because Josh Dobbs is playing? Well, because then I'm then I'm equally as mad because we lost the Tees. But okay, I mean that's fair. Like the sense. Titans woundedly go to the playoffs and then we lose the Tees. Yeah, I just I, like, like I both. Just are, that's a lose. Like that's a lose lose for me. Like at least with the Titans winning, there's a win in there. There, like the the lose of the Tees is. The Titans winning and limping to the finish line. So you, so you basically don't want to put emotion aside for this bet. You want to do it so that way you're not equally as pissed Saturday night. That, uh, yeah. Alex, so that way if the Titans win, you won't be like, oh, yeah, Titans win, but oh, shit, we lost the T. So you can't put emotion aside for this bet, basically. 
I can't. I can't because because okay. then if Titans win, I go into Sunday like our bet's over. Okay, fair. I'm, I'm, hear- I'm happy the Titans won, but our bet is now over. Okay, that's you fine. Know? Okay, so here's another one that I like too that didn't talk about. I like the Jets. You can get the Jets plus eight at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are still start. Teddy Bridgewater's not playing. Two is not playing. Skylar Thompson is playing, and I don't know if you who's, saw him. Who's Skylar Thompson? He was the quarterback that was at Kansas State for a while. And I don't know if you oh, saw him coming oh, to the okay, game okay. last week, but holy fuck, he looked terrible. Yeah, he he ruined Oklahoma's season one Like, they're not, they're not going to be able to throw the ball. I don't think they're just going to be able to run it up the Jets' ass. I like the Jets' offense this weekend better than the Dolphins, and plus you're getting an extra two points, plus eight. So that's more than a score. The Jets look so bad the last two weeks. The last two yeah. weeks, Mike so White bad. is playing. That's the only thing that makes me feel a little bit better about it. That's not played last week, though, and they got torched. I know. I, yeah, they, they, yeah, they did. They didn't look good last week. But I just I like the Jets getting eight points at the Dolphins. Are the Jets playing for for anything? Because the Dolphins are. No, but the Dolphins are playing for something. So that means that the third string quarterback, Skylar Thompson, is going to come out with his butthole very, very tight, knowing that if they could win this game and have some other things happen, they'll be in the playoffs. So that's why I personally like the Jets plus eight because they're coming out free. Mike Watch is going to go out there and sling the rock a little bit. Also, too, his first game that he played in last year, I believe, was against the Dolphins when he threw for four touchdowns. No, I, I like I like it. I just hate that the Jets have been so crap. Like, if the Jets have played two close games and then we're going to Miami, I would have said yes like 40 seconds ago. But now I'm just thinking because they have looked so bad the two times, like the last two weeks. Yeah, but they got nothing to lose. They're going out there slanging it. And you get eight points, so that's more than a touchdown, which is why I like it. If it was seven points, eh, maybe not. But eight points, I'll take it. And. 67% of the, mo- of the money on the spread is on Miami. 65% of the bets is, are on Miami. Okay, that's fine. We can move on. If, if you're thinking it's hard about it, we don't like it. What well, what other ones did you have, though? Because I don't... I don't... You get the, the Panthers plus nine and a half at the Saints. Yeah, see, like, I think I'd rather do the Jets than the Panthers. Okay, that's fine. I mean, the Panthers almost—they almost beat the Bucks last week. The Panthers have looked really, really good. Yeah, I know, but I think I—I I feel like, and and again, this is just total psych psychological thoughts. But the, uh, I think the Panthers like last the Panthers push was like let's ruin the Bucks because the Bucks didn't have it clinched last week, right. so they were like we can ruin this. And whereas like, they but if didn't the Panthers, but if the Panthers would have won last week, they would have won the division. Now I know it's a shit division, but if they would have won last week, they would have won the division. That's what I'm saying. So I think I think they're now just like they're like, oh, we made a push, we didn't get it done. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's I what I think. And I and I feel like the Saints have more talent than the Panthers. So like if they that's fair. like given the Panthers might have their hands up the whole game and the Saints have like some firepower still on their team, they could they could end up running away with it. Like okay, that's fair. And there's there's one more game that I really like too, and we can get the the Rams plus twelve in Seattle. Now, Seattle has to win this game and have the Packers lose to be in the playoffs. Yeah. The plus 12, the Rams come in there and play spoiler. Your boy Baker, 12 points, a lot of points for a Seahawks team who don't, who they do not blow people out. How did the Rams, I didn't see the Rams last week. I know Baker won and then lost. And then what did he do last week? 
I think they lost again, but I don't know how bad. I'm actually not 100% sure, but I can look that up. Really. Oh, they got beat by 21. Oh, they, they got beat, yeah, they beat by the Chargers, who have been hot. But the Chargers, yeah, I'm pretty Baker, sure. So Baker, Baker beat the Raiders, lost to the Packers, killed the Broncos. Yeah. Got killed by the Chargers and is now going to the Seahawks. Plus say, and, and Cam Akers has been hot, too. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, control the time of possession. I think this game is going to be a low-scoring game. So I'll take 12 points every day of the week. Bobby Wagner motivated to play the team that gave up on him. Exactly. Bobby Wagner for the Rams, baby. I, I, I think the Seahawks, they're feeling the pressure from the Packers surging. And I think the Seahawks are going to just implode at home. And covering 12 points, 12 points is a lot of fucking points in the NFL. I mean, I, I'm not going to go against the guy, Bake. All right. Done. I love seeing a bunch of plus signs. All right. Read it through, Big Daddy. We got one more. That's only six. No, it's not. Yeah, one, it's two, three, four, Bengals, five, Vikings, four. Giants, Bills, Packers, Rams. No. Bengals, Vikings, Giants, Bills, Packers, Raiders, Rams. Right? Oh, oh, so we did want to go with the Raiders. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, too. I thought we did. Did we not? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm good with that. Yeah, I love okay. that. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah I just didn't know if we had 100% decided on that. So we get that plus, what, 15 and a half? Something like that. Yeah, that's right. All right. Is that plus 1,100 odds? All right, let me read through it then. I'll start with the Saturday games. I can't believe you didn't want to take the Jags, by the way. All right, so Saturday we, got know, the Ra- Saturday we got the Raiders plus 15 and a half. And then that's it Saturday. Coming on, moving on to Sunday. Go Bengals minus one. Vikings minus a point and a half. Giants plus 20. Bills minus one, which I think is the easiest one of all of them. Besides maybe the Packers plus two and a half, which we have. And then we're going to end it all up with the Ra- – or we're ending it with the Packers since the last game. Right before that, we got Rams plus 12. So, Bengals, Vikings, Giants, Bills, Packers, Rams, Raiders. Mm. Lock it the fuck in. Lock it in. Lock it in, boys. Lock it in, boys. Yes, sir. Well, hey, it's been – the week off was nice. Week off was nice, but I love getting back to it. Nothing like getting back to it. There's something about being back in this chair right here. Something about being back in the saddle, getting the boys, just getting back in that Friday routine of just waking up, putting the AirPods in. Sipping a little coffee, listening to the boys. There's just something about getting back in the routine. You got to love it. You got to love it. Hey, New Year, same boys, baby. Come on, baby. New Year, same boys. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. Let's get after it this weekend. Let's have a damn good weekend with some football. Let's fucking ride. Let's let it ride. Go tip, baby. Go tip. Let's go.